Hello, humans of the earth, and thank you for joining us on this wonderful day. My name is Dana. And my name is Heidi. And this is Fun Times with Dana and Heidi. Today we will be discussing some of the latest positive news stories, but first we have our wonderful tweet of the week. This tweet comes from at Molly Jemson, and she says, you, like the letter U, you ever meet someone who is just the human form of crumbs in the bed? I think that I have, you know, just like get out of here. Why did I read this as crumbs in the bread? Crumbs in the bread. No, no, no. Crumbs in the bread is the logical statement. Everyone loves crumbs in the bread because they're supposed to be in the bread. But crumbs in the bed, not in this house. What is that supposed to mean? Please decode this for me, Dana. Like, okay. So, you know, <laughs> if you do this, uh, you know, like, if you're eating something in bed and if you get crumbs in the bed and you're like, ugh, there's crumbs in the bed and then you have to take them out and it's, like, annoying. Oh! I see what you're talking about. Okay, I get it now. I love that. And yes, I have met someone who is just in the form of crumbs in the bed. Yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. Or it depends on the gender of the person who is listening. But yes, these people do exist. And you know what? We just have to we just had to get you know, wipe them off. Not wipe them off, but just just take them off, take them out of the bed, and take them out of our lives. Goodbye. Okay. So now we are moving on to our first news story with the wonderful Heidi. And so, Heidi, do you want to take it away? No, just kidding. Oh, I was like, and Dana was like, "Uh, what do I do now? One time to Dana and Heidi is now canceled. Okay. Yes. Just kidding. No, no, it's not. Okay. So for our first news story, we have a Greek athlete who carries a disabled woman up Mount Olympus, fulfilling her lifelong dream. A little bit more detail to this is... In a singularly uplifting modern-day version of Atlas Come to Life, one courageous athlete recently climbed Mount Olympus, home to the ancient gods, carrying a disabled comrade to the summit with him piggyback-styled. At one point in our lives, we all go into Greek mythology. It's like a requirement in school. Yeah, I'm not sure... I'm not entirely sure as to why it's a requirement. Like, yes, I know vaguely of these people, but I'm not really it, into it. Really, like, I used to be kind of into it, and then I kind of fell out of it. But I never understood why exactly it was a requirement if we're not in Greece, and it doesn't really explain much. Like, it's just kind of, like, it guess, I guess it's an important form of, like, literature, but we also have to learn about Greek mythology. It's it's very strange, but I think that at some point within your education, whether that be middle school or high school, we had to read about the Greek gods and Greek mythology. And so, yeah, just a very strange experience, but a mandatory one also. So there's that. Well, for those of you guys who have not crossed Greek mythology yet. And while it may not be me and Dana's cup of tea, it may be yours, and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. For those of you who are uneducated, which is not like. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, for those of you who are uneducated. uh, (laughs) I I didn't know how to word that. I didn't know how to word that nicely. It's good. Atlas is a guy in Greek mythology that single handedly carries the heavens aloft. So you must imagine he must be very strong, similar to long distance runner. Marius Gianico, who has a long track record of taking on challenges. 
He trekked 168 miles across the Al Mormon Desert, and he also took first place in a frigid 93-mile cross-country race in Antarctica. So Ouch. as you can tell, he is a seal. He is a seasoned expert. I know. Oh my god! Can you imagine running, but in Antarctica, and also not only running one mile, running ninety three mi- miles in like the freezing cold in Antarctica? That's crazy. My failed mile run could never. My our failed mile runs could never. Yes, yes, yes. I imagine him to be like a very like buff version of yeah, Spongebob. like 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 a super buff dude, like. Like he's strong. Rock, something a like that. Of him. Oh, really? He's strong. Mm-hmm. Yes. And prior to his la- latest endeavor, he had already successfully taken in the view from atop Mount Olympus, highest peak. <laughs> oh my God! We're keeping that in. We're keeping that in. No, we're no, not no. editing it out. Yeah, yeah. We're keeping it in. I understand that you have. I. <laughs> I. <laughs> I understand that you have editing rights and privileges, but this is just a gem that we're not excluding from this episode. RIP to the headphone users. It was like a sneeze and like a scream. I love that. Yes. That was okay. amazing. All right, all right. Fit Very for the gods. I'm so sorry to all the headphone users and Dana because <laughs> she is using a headphone right now. Very, I apologize. And yes. See, these allergies are not it. So what I was saying before was prior to, his late, prior to his latest endeavor, he had already successfully taken in the view from atop Mount Olympus's highest peak 50 times, five zero times. That's a lot of times. That is a lot of times. Imagine. Ew. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I just got tired I, thinking of that. I'm no. cringing because I could never. Yes, I could never. Yes. And when he met his 20 year, well, not his, when he befriended 22 year old biology student, Elif Dureya. Tessio, and he learned of her dream to experience the summit herself, it seemed only natural that he was more than ready to rise to the occasion. Because obviously he's Superman, okay? He has all these muscles and he can do it. He can really, really do it. Uh-huh. Mentally and physically. Yes. The only problem was, was that Aleftheria could not do it by herself due to her disabilities. And what Mario said was, for me, all international races, the medals and distinctions so far mean little compared to that goal. And I agree with him because experiences are impossible to compare medals. <laughs> to me, yes, like, yes, the medals don't really mean. Yeah, yeah, like, to me, like, medals don't mean too much to me. It's experience. Yeah, I- I'm reading the outline right now, and I got a little confused, but now it's all clarified because let's have a behind-the-scenes of fun times with Dana and Heidi. So in preparing our news stories, we always prepare an outline to prepare what we're going to say so we don't sound like mad ramblers you know mad ramblers on a podcast not in this house an improv episode yes and not not improv episodes that was one that only happened once it was very scary and never again so (laughs) i read the outline and and heidi put i agree with that because experiences are impossible (laughs) to compare to the experiences (laughs) And I read that you were you were about to come to that point, and I didn't know <laughs> what that meant. So I was waiting to see. But I'm glad that we clarified that point. You know, we all everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. In the words of Some Hannah of us Montana, a little bit more. 
Yeah, I love so how was... Dana really threw me under the bus with my typos and failure to proofread. <laughs> no, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to give our viewers an insight into what goes on behind the scenes. The BTS. Yes, the BTS. And, you know, it's fun. It's, okay. it's a funny it's little thing. Fun, yeah, it's, it's all in the fun manner. Like, I don't take any offense. I'm numb at this point. Yes. I'm numb. <laughs> I'm not at this point. I love that. <laughs> I like looking at my typo and I'm still laughing. Okay. <laughs> so Giannikos, along with an eight-member support team, started the grooming ascent of Olympus's tallest peak, Mount Mytikas. He was not alone, which is really good because you do not want to go hiking alone. Because first of all, that's dangerous. And especially and especially if something happens, you can't contact someone, like, in case of an emergency. Yeah, like, there's there's no service, you can't call 911, you know, you're all alone, up in the cold, and it's just, yeah, and it's just you and nobody else, and then what if, like, a wolf or a bear comes? You have, like, no defense yeah. except, like, your own body, so mm-hmm. two people is I agree with you, and you know what? One of my worst fears is, have you seen, like, those videos where people thought that they were going to die because they were stranded, so they made, like, a goodbye video on their phone before they, quote-unquote, died? They didn't die, but like they thought they were. And they seemed scared out of their minds. So I'm never going to go hiking by myself because that's scary. I have never seen those videos, but I would you like to see your YouTube recommended feed because it's very intriguing. Um, I, I know I haven't, <laughs> I, ha- I haven't seen those videos. Are those should- real? Are those real? They're real. They're real. Like I know, Um, unfortunately, this woman who did get stranded and she did pass away. She had like a goodbye, she had like a good goodbye, like video and note. And while other people, they lived, thank God, they also had a video because they thought that they were gonna, that they were gonna die because no one could find them because there's no cell service. Well, and how did the other people survive? Honestly, I heard that one, one, um, one person, he spelled out help with rocks and sticks so that the helicopters could find his message. Help yeah, that's what I would do. Or like start a fire or something. Like you have to like spell it out really big or like start a fire or something. So that the people, you know, up in the clouds can see you and save you. I know. I, it's so scary. I hate being alone. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. So he did, He and his female friend did more than 10 hours of hiking. Oh my god. More than 10 hours. That's so much. That's in one crazy. day? In one day? Or like No, no, no. Like over like over like a few days, obviously. Like no one can human who may humanely hike 10 hours a day, even if he is a buff SpongeBob. I mean, no, yes. one can. no one can. No one can. Like I tried like two miles of mild hiking. Mild. I'm talking like not mild. At all. Like yeah, like the gentle little slopes of the hill. Yeah. The, the little flowers there to accompany you. Yeah, like the, the most, scenic ones. Yeah, like where the most dangerous animals, like a little frog, you know. Exactly. And it, was just, yeah, it's no, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even in like the middle of like the jungle. No, no, no. It was like this like visitor center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very mild. The scariest animal there was probably like a like like a deer. Like not that bad <laughs> at all. And I was sore the next day. I was so sore. I wonder how how um, Mario could have done it because he was carrying another human with him. I know. That, oh my god, that's so crazy. So in conclusion, while Mario's may not be a character out of Greek mythology or Marvel or DC, he is truly a hero living on Earth. Thoughts, yeah. Dana? I, this man is just 
the athleticism is just S tier, you know, supreme tier, like just amazing. And we love him. We love his accomplishments and his selfishness. So selflessness, not selfishness. Selfishness, that's a good term. Yeah, yeah. Selflessness. Yes, I know words. Okay. Moving on to our next news story. Um, oh, this one was really cute. I had another one. It was kind of boring, but this one is really cute. It was kind of, it was kind of boring, just like because I saw this one and I topped it, and so that's the one that we're going to present to our wonderful little viewers today. Yeah, two takes, but you know what? It's fine. So, a building inspector with two decades. Imagine like twenty. Oh, wait, a decade is ten years, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay, sorry. Because sometimes I get confused, like, if it's 10 or 12. I don't know. I think I get confused with, like, a dozen. I don't know. I don't know. They're just close to each other. I don't know. But anyway, a building inspector with over 20 years of carpentry experience named Mitchell Couch, what a last name, Couch, has helped his community both virtually and in person by building desks for students during COVID-19. So this whole thing started when he needed to make some desks for his kids because, as you know, a lot of the learning right now, a lot of the schools right now are moving to online. And so he wanted to make Mm -hmm. desks for his kids so that they could have a set space to work and they wouldn't have to be in the kitchen or in the living room or on the floor or wherever. So that cost him about $50 in total and just a quick trip to Home Depot. Only? Only? Yeah. Only? $50 total? Yeah, I think it was like 2 or 3 I don't remember. Oh, okay. I thought it was for a whole class. I was like, whoa. No, 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 no. It was just like, it was just a couple. And so it didn't really take him that long. So he was like, oh, look, I made these tests and he posted it on social media. And then people like from his community started asking him like, hey, how did you do it? Because we don't have desks, you know, at my house and I need to make one. So he started a YouTube channel with a DIY tutorial on how to build a desk from scratch. And then the next morning, he received more than 200 messages saying that, you know, your videos were so helpful and thank you so much. And so I think that's really cute because this guy, he's like a dad, right? He's obviously not like going to be an influencer yeah or expert or like an influencer you know on james charles Mm or whatever yeah he's not gonna be getting that coin he really just wanted to do it to help other people so i think that's really cute but then that's not all so he took it a step further and so some of the family friends karen and david mckinney they saw his video and they told him that if he could assemble 35 desks to help make a space for local students to learn without distractions from you know, outside sources, they would pay for all the supplies. And so he thought that that was a really good deal. And so the desk extravaganza commenced. And so he made this whole project is called the Couch Factory, which I think is really funny. So the Couch Factory has built and assembles 40 student desks by hand so far. Yes. So imagine I can't even get like building one desk alone would probably take me like a whole day and I would be dead pot tired. Girl, I know. And this you know man an idea? like how in IKEA they give you like a like basically if you buy furniture from IKEA you have to assemble the entire thing and it's so complicated. I could not. Mm-hmm. IKEA and that's supposed to be user friendly and I can't. So Yes, and he made 40 student desks just by hand, like just you know, like with the hammer. You know, like my sign effects you know, he he was assembling them, you know, hammering in the stuff, screwing in the nails. And so, you know, 
probably took him a long time. So thank you to Mr. Couch. And the local teachers have stated that the desk helps helps separate school from home and help students focus a lot better as a result because that way it's not like a blend of like um, home things and school things. So you get distracted. It's just like it, it helps like divide those two activities. And so it helps students focus a lot more. And so there is that benefit too. And his wife has created a GoFundMe to help keep the project going for many other students. And Mr. Couch just hopes to make a positive change in the community. How sweet. Heidi, do you have any thoughts on Mr. Couch and his destiny? Yes, I have. In fact, I do. Because have you heard of a study where the study shows that if someone works and sleeps at the same place, their performance decreases? Oh, I didn't know that. Is that actually a thing that happened? Yeah, it's a thing. For example, if you do your work in bed and you sleep in bed, you're more than likely going to overexhaust yourself doing one or the other because there's no boundary. Mm-hmm. So it's really best to separate work from school or work from home, home and personal life. And these desks really do that because this desk is designated for studying and performance will increase just because of this guy who really out of the greatness of his heart built these for his kids. Yes. So I love that. I think it's really cute. And now we are going to move on to my second favorite segment besides the new segment. We have uh, Science Talks with Dana. That is me. I am Dana. In Central America... Okay, this starts off on like a really negative note, but I promise you that it gets better. Okay, so don't, don't uh, get a bad, yeah, don't lose hope. There is hope. Okay, in Central America, there are these really bad, horrible, heartless people who smuggle baby sea turtle eggs from beaches and uh, distribute them with other people so that they can use them as a delicacy, like to eat in bars and restaurants. So, you know, that's really sad because poor little, the poor little turtles, you know, like they're just gonna get eaten because this guy stole them and they're supposed to be in the ocean. But that's a very like unique thing to smuggle because I know elephant tusks were a thing back in the day. Now it's sea turtle eggs, which isn't which isn't any better. Yes, and so you know, there's a whole another line of sea uh, type of trafficking. You know, sea turtle egg trafficking, even though it may not be common, still very sad. But not to worry because a new, according to a new story, store. Oh my god, take this whole part out. But not story. to. Study. It was supposed to be study. Okay. But not to worry, because according to a new study, by placing 3D printed and GPS enabled decoy sea turtle eggs known as investigators, get it? Like invest egg aiders? Investigators? Ah, yes, I love that. So funny. So hilarious. Ha ha ha. So these decoy eggs, they, they're 3D printed and they have a GPS inside them. They put them onto the beaches and it helps gather the evidence needed to expose the illegal trade of sea turtle eggs. So the researchers who made these devices were inspired by Breaking Bad, where in one of the episodes, they also used GPS tracking technology. And so the researchers found that when they used this decoy egg and they put it into a sea turtle nest, it didn't damage the other eggs around them. And so they continued to use them. 
And so the researchers could track the illegally removed eggs and found the entire exchange chain with the help of the GPS. And not only that, but they also got information about where the eggs were purchased and how many eggs were exchanged. And it helped this whole um, device, this device and this invention, it helped them target the conservation efforts because the researchers are part of a conservation organization. Uh, It helped them target the efforts because they found out that the egg nappers were local and so it helped them kind of reduce the scale of what they were doing and it helped them effectively target uh, or pinpoint where uh, these people were and this information is being shared with the authorities and it also helped you know increase awareness in the community that there are bad people who want to steal poor little BBC turtles and eat them like monsters from a strange fairy tale that's so, such a good yeah. thing to to have like like obviously not the egg trafficking but the GPS thing that was inspired by Breaking Bad. And I love hearing the origin of people's ideas. And this one was especially so fun to hear because I learned so, we learned so much from like films, films and TV shows and Mm -hmm. all sorts of entertainment. And it's funny and it's actually really good how something from TV gets translated into this huge thing that is good for the world. And I love that so much. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I think that, you know, even though people are like, just think science is about like, uh, just cold hard, like numbers and coding and just sitting in an office, you know, all day and not really doing much. There's also like, really wholesome and positive aspects that can come out of it. And it can help, you know, better the world. And we love that. So now we are going to move on to Heidi reviews. And I know that Heidi is very passionate about this subject. So Heidi, go ahead and tell us about what you will be reviewing today. For sure. I expected to go on a rant about this review thing I'm going to be doing today. And guess what, guys? Today's review segment is going to be about, drumroll please, to kill a mockingbird. I love Yay. that so much by Harper Lee. And me and Dana, we were required to read this for school. But I truly believe everyone should at least read it at one point in their lives. So yes, it is going to be a requirement for me, Heidi, for you guys to at least try and read at least a chapter of this book. Because it's so good. Yes, Heidi's homework. Get to work, everyone. You need to read this book. Heidi's homework, like, get to it, please. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to introduce the plot so you guys are not like, what's happening? Like, are you talking about this book, but I don't even know what's happening? Yeah, so I'm going to get to that plot. So basically, the main character, Atticus Finch, has two kids, Scout and Jem. And basically, Addis... Atticus is a lawyer who defends black people and white people. He doesn't discriminate when he's defending people in court because he truly believes love love is love and you're supposed to love everybody regardless of race, sexuality, and like basically what's happening today. Like you cannot judge people about things that they can't change. And while this book was written in who how long ago was it written, Dana? I don't know. I just know that it was written like a while back. Like, yeah, I Google it. Maybe like 50s, I think. 50s, 60s? 1960. Like in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this happened a long time ago. But basically, Atticus was being tormented by outsiders, mostly white people, because he was defending, quote unquote, a black person. And it does have some expletives in it, but then this is set very long time ago. It was okay back then, and it's not now, so don't use these words, guys. So basically, 
because Atticus was the one who was defending the black people in court, his kids were also being bullied by these outsiders. And like, no, you should never get mad at someone's kid because of what they're doing, which isn't even bad. Okay, yeah, I'm getting angry. The biggest takeaway is of part one, because I have not finished this book, unfortunately, because I have been overloaded with lots of homework, is to lead with love, do what is right, even if everyone looks down upon your actions. Be courageous and fight battles head on, even if the chances of winning are slim. And in the story, Atticus was called Bleep Lover, Bleep Lover. And his kids were like, hmm, like they're, they're getting mad at him. They're getting mad at these people because that's not a nice thing to say in their mind. But then Atticus was, you can't change people's opinions. They are entitled to their own opinions. They're going to call you what they perceive you think they are. And even if they're true, like, like, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just what you are. You can't change what they think. So you just have to keep your head up. And mm-hmm. that's how it's today. Because unfortunately, there is a lot of racial discrimination and inequality very, that is very prevalent in our world today, which is very disappointing. And I thought that this would be over, over by now. But yes, lead with love and love everybody. It shouldn't matter if they're people's sexuality or ethnicity or race. Because me, Dana, we strongly believe everyone should be treated equally. Right, Dana? Mm-hmm, exactly. Preach, girl. Yes, yes, yes. So that is my review. I hope I explained that well. Did I, Dana? If not, you can add on to it because I don't know. Yes, I, don't, I, don't I think that I think that uh, Scout is the main character because she's telling everything through like a horror. No, her, uh, her, 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 uh, grown up, uh, perspective, and she's like recounting these events. But and it also talks about other things, not just race. It also talks about, uh, you know, uh, the different, yeah, like class and uh, all of these uh different things. And so it's a really interesting read. It's a really fun read too, and I really like it as well. And I be I think I read it a time before. But I just didn't really understand it, so I thought it was boring. But now, you know, I'm grown, and well, not completely, we but grown more. Yes, yeah, we love the character development, and I get it, and it's cute, and I love it. So, yeah, great book. Yes. So, correction. Yes, Dana was right. Scout is the main character because it is seen through her eyes. It's told in first person through Scout, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So today's motivational quote is by the Queen Victoria Garrick, and I call her a queen because she's an independent lady that does not let anything get in her way. Mm-hmm. And she advocates for body neutrality, and Victoria stands for self-confidence and body positivity and basically loving yourself, and that looks don't matter when it comes to a person because what truly matters is that person's heart. So she says, that girl who you're comparing yourself to is also comparing herself to someone else. If we're always trying to be that girl, who's going to be you? And I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw this and I could not help but repost it on our personal Instagram, which is WDH on Instagram and which you should follow. Because if you do, you would have already seen this quote, this wonderful, wonderful quote. And I'm going to go more into detail about this quote because while she does mention girls it does not apply to only females because everyone is guilty of comparing themselves to someone else and putting each other side by side as if it were a competition Mm -hmm. and you know what life is not a competition as much as you try to think it is it's not because we're all trying our best here so why would we compare ourselves to other people we are all on our own paths of life and that's just how it's going to be and you should not bring other people down 
Exactly, yeah. Yes, I totally agree with you. You know, it's like this caused like a comparison paradox, you know, like we're always trying to be the other person, but like we're just constantly comparing ourselves to other people, but then we never get to define who we are as individuals. So we love that. Yes, be beautiful. See what I did there? Ha ha ha. So funny. I love that. Yes. So thank you. I can do it. Or actually, no, you do it. You do it. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to our beautiful and partly improv commentary. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very thoroughly planned out. Very, very planned out. We were so prepared for this episode. I promise this won't happen again. <laughs> oh yeah, you might have meant you might have noticed that we didn't have, have game time because we are on a time crunch. But next week, it, next two weeks, it'll be back. I promise you, it'll be back. Yes. So this is our website to read more about today's news stories and follow us on Instagram at funtimeswdh. Again, that is fun times, the letter W, D, H. Thank you, guys, and I will see you in two weeks. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.